Hi, and welcome to the new series of Canny Conversations, powered by the Pathway Group. My name is Mark Wakeley, one of the team who bring you these podcasts that we hope inform and inspire you, giving you an insight into the world of the Pathway Group. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you, there's already 39 episodes out there, and you can listen to all the past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform, or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. The person behind all this is Safraz Ali. Saf set himself up as a social entrepreneur over 22 years ago. Being raised in Birmingham's Alum Rock, his early life and experience gave him an insight into the life and needs of an inner city community, which is at the core of his passion for improving the lives of people through education, training and apprenticeships. Much of what Saf does through Pathway Group is about connecting people, helping them along their own pathway to success. And this is true of his life outside the Pathway Group, where he has also created several business networking groups aimed at unrepresented members of the community to address isolation and encourage connection in a safe and informal environment. Let's hear from Saf. My name is Safraz Ali Saf, and I'm one of the founders of the organization. We're an organization that aspires to change lives through skills and work. Our mission is enhancing knowledge, developing skills, and changing behaviors to transform communities, to make a meaningful impact and difference to all our customers. For over 22 years, we've been at the forefront of education and training, looking at enhancing knowledge, developing skills, and simply what we say in terms of what we do is we get people a job, a better job, and actually get them onto the ladder of a career. And we do this by upskilling, we do this by reskilling individuals, and we exist to actually encourage and advance employment. That's at the heart of what we do. And that is about matching the needs of the individuals to businesses, understanding what businesses want, what the community wants, and actually being aware of the needs of the economy and really working very closely with the funding bodies to actually deliver on the outcomes. And we're a very much an outcome-delivered organization. If we don't deliver outcomes, if we're not delivering on what our contract obligations are, we don't, as an organization, exist. At the heart of this is really supporting employers. You know, we're predominantly an organization that works with employers. We look at the landscape in terms of the funding, and we look at making it easy for that employer to grow their business, to actually help that employer meet the needs of their customers and understand really the importance of a a workforce that actually meets the needs of the economy. Yeah, so there's a lot there in terms of how we try and do that. We do that by uh, looking at funding streams, as I said, you know, which is apprenticeships, traineeships, adult education budget. It may be other sort of funding streams and we look at matching that up with the needs of the employers. And hopefully in an ideal world, creating a a win-win-win situation. So for over 22 years, we've been, you know, looking at ourselves as an organization, looking at how we can reach the hardest to help, how we as an organization can establish trust with our partners, establish trust with our stakeholders, and ideally becoming in a position where we're indispensable. We're an indispensable partner of choice to our employers, partner of choice to our funding bodies and 
you know, ideally in a situation where our learners are coming to us because they have trust in us to deliver on their outcomes. Knowing what the Pathway Group do is only part of the story. But where do they come from and how did they get there? Well, it turns out they've been on a real growth journey over the last 22 years. So our journey has been a journey of 22 years. Very proud of that journey. 22 years is is a lifetime in terms of uh, some of the changes. Uh, we've dealt with number of funding streams. Our life started off as an ESAL provider. So this is delivering English for speakers of other languages to individuals. We've been working with colleges. You know, uh, we started off working predominantly at the time in South Birmingham and we grew in terms of other regions of Birmingham and we grew in other areas in West Midlands. But predominantly, early part of our life was a, a Birmingham, Greater Birmingham, ESL provider, adult community learning. And we grew from that with the ambition that we had and with also recognising and grasping opportunities such as Train to Gain, uh, for those that I remember back in the day, looked at opportunities in terms of adult education budget in all its different forms, uh, youth contract, work programme, which is a welfare to work or it's an employment support funding, projects such as Troubled Families, We've worked with Innovation Fund, we've worked with Skill Support for Workforce, Skill Support for Unemployed, Skill Support for Redundancy. Uh, we're now delivering adult education budget in the devolved regions. We work with currently the Westminster Combined Authority, the Greater London uh, Authority, the Greater Manchester Combined Authority. We've also worked with the West Yorkshire Combined Authority. So we work with a number of devolved regions. In addition to that, we deliver advanced learner loans, with the student loans company, we deliver apprenticeships. This is for smaller employers as well as levy paying employers. Levy paying employers are the larger employers who have got a payroll of more than three million pounds. We deliver traineeship contract. We have a national traineeship contract uh, that, that we deliver. We're also proud to deliver an, another employment employment support program called Restart. Uh, Restart started in 2021 and we were one of the very few providers uh, that managed to uh, get onto the supply chain of Serco and we deliver services on behalf of Serco uh, for the Restart program. We also have partnerships with uh, other lead providers. We're working with Nottingham College in the East Midlands area. We're working with Skills Training UK in the Stoke-on-Trent region, the Staffordshire region, and we're always looking to partnered up with colleges and other lead providers to partner up and deliver on their funding streams. As we've already heard, much of the effective and successful delivery of these programmes is about being flexible and evolving as a company and being aware of the changing landscape in the sector. The key for achieving this is by strong governance, compliance and focus. In terms of that journey, the 22-year journey, you know, our brand has changed. We're now known as Pathway Group. Uh, with the tagline changing lives through skills and work, but it wasn't the case uh, right from the beginning. And like with most things, we've evolved as an organisation uh, and our branding has changed. Uh, for many years, we were called uh, Community Education Training Network, ETC, Education Training Centres we were running. We moved then to Pathway Training Limited. We were known as Pathway College for a number of years as well, Pathway First Limited, and then, then the current branding of Pathway Group. Again, the taglines have changed. 
throughout that period, you know, uh, as well. So, you know, started off with a tagline called putting you first, then moved to working or workforce development solutions, and then uh, uh, presently uh, changing lives through skills of work. So that journey of that 22 years is a proud journey. Uh, we're very proud of our heritage. We're very proud in terms of the legacy that we have. But like with anything, you know, if you have aspired to remain relevant, remain successful, remain at the forefront of delivery. It's a continuous uh, journey of involvement, continuous journey of improvement and continuous improvements regularly, uh, which is at the front of, I think, any success of of any organization. Uh, What that means for us and how we define that is, you know, having good sound governance, which I think is absolutely vital. It's, It's understanding and looking at monetary figures you're you know having a a model that works a business model that works it's also regularly reviewing what you do is it fit for purpose understanding what we're delivering is it uh, is it making the difference is it really about what we're about you know is it what the core organization is about you know it's very easy sometimes to get into a situation where you can you stretch yourself a little bit too much and really understanding what your core is what the organization is about. And that's a continuous conversation that we have. Uh, It's understanding really what's going on at the chalk face or the call face, really at the front line. And really, you know, how do people perceive us? We're talking about our own strengths, but how do people recognize our differentials? You know, how do they see, you know, the fact that we can add value to their organization, to their lives? That's actually very important, you know, how they see us and how they perceive us in terms of the value add. It's having employers, it's understanding the needs of the employers, it's really having the relentless focus on teaching and learning, Uh, relentless focus on achievement, relentless focus on uh, outcomes and supporting your clients, your customers, your learners, your employers, and, you know, be obsessed with that and having an obsessive focus on on ensuring the fact that we're at the front line, we're delivering what we promised, and we're meeting the needs of our stakeholders, we're meeting the needs of our, of our employers. Like any organisation, Pathway Group is only as good as the people who work for them. SAF is clear that the way to avoid many business pitfalls is to make sure your team have all the right tools to deliver the best outcomes. It's also really, uh, you know, as I said, touched on, understanding the business mechanisms and this revolves around a strong management team, revolves around a strong, uh, a supportive nature, and it's action-led as well in terms of, you know, managers, leaders understanding and getting the balance right. And and part of that is the mindset of our individuals, mindset of our people. It's a positive, a can-do culture, a positive can-do climate, which absolutely I think is, is vital. And these are just some some areas that I, I feel allow us as an organization to carry on delivering on our outcomes, delivering on our vision and mission. And at the flip side, if I look at providers who at times you know struggle or you know sometimes in a position where they're not making the difference, they're not making the impact, a lot of that can boil down to, in my view, 
a sense of sort of complacency, sense of possibly uh, not the urgency or not the obsessive nature that I that I touched on. It's also partly maybe poor governance, you know, management not necessarily being held to account, staff not being held to account, uh, individuals possibly not having that ownership, accountability, responsibility, but really being in a position where there's no responsibility or ownership of, over certain things. Possibly also not being aware of the climate change in terms of understanding where the direction of travel is with regard to funding, direction of travel is in terms of opportunities, uh, or really little understanding of the changing times. You know, change is a constant, and as uh, as people, we need to understand where is that going, where where is that direction of travel in terms of the change, and and I think that's important. It's also, uh, in my view. We are, you know, we're funded by public funds. So, you know, we look after public funds for compliance. You know, we're in a compliance world, in a compliance culture. We've got to get our paperwork right. We've got to make sure the fact that we're using the best uh, use of the funding and uh, the accurate use of the funding. And the funding is being rightly used for the purpose that it is. So, you know, having a compliance culture, having compliance first within the organization and people understanding the fact that compliance is the bedrock of of ensuring the fact that we are safe as a provider and we continue to deliver on our, on our outcomes. This isn't just about people who've got the job title of compliance. This is everybody within the organization, admin, tutors, understanding compliance, understanding quality. Organizations that find it hard to retain their staff, I think, also struggle. So again, at the flip side, is something that we focus on in terms of staff retention. We focus on developing our people. We focus on ensuring the fact that individuals are challenged as well as supported. And having that right mix of challenge and support, I think, is absolutely vital. And being in a position where we're not necessarily too rigid as well. Yes, we've got a vision and a mission. We understand where we're going. We understand what we want to do. But at the same time, have the opportunity and be opportunity-driven as well, understanding you know, the fact that you know, there is some element of flexibility that's, ne- that's needed and being in a position where we retain focus, but at the same time, be flexible as well. Financials, as I touched on, absolutely vital. Having effective financial controls is important. So organizations uh, have weaker financial controls roles will then also struggle. And really, from a mindset perspective, it's important that organizations don't have a feeling sorry for themselves culture, where it's, you know, it's a bit of a victim mentality, uh, a lot of blame, excuses, or, you know, worse still, uh, where where they're in, in a denial. So these are sort of the factors that we believe make a successful provider differentiate between a successful and a what I would term a poor a poorer provider. So that's a few things from myself is to share our views in terms of an organisation where we are. Is to go a little bit more detail in terms in terms of some of our aspirations and talk a little bit about our culture. Thank you for listening. Pathway Group pride themselves on matching people with the right programme for them. Whether it's a young person looking for a way into their preferred career or someone looking to retain or get back into employment after a break. It is all about connecting the individual with the right support for them. The business has grown significantly over the last two decades, taking them from South Birmingham to a significant presence 
in some of the major regional authorities in England. But there's so much more to Safraz Ali than being CEO and founder of the Pathway Group. If you'd like to know more about his success, the lessons he's learned and how they might help you, then take a listen to the previous podcast episodes. From these, you'll hear how he set up various business network groups for underrepresented business communities, or his involvement in community projects, or his instigation and involvement in a plethora of awards. Just search for Canny Conversations on your podcast app or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen and click on the Canny Conversations picture. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please like, review, subscribe or follow. And please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to Saf's website, safraz.co.uk. Safraz has also written a series of easy to follow business books, Canny Bites. These are available from cannybites.co.uk forward slash buy the book. We'll be back next week with another Canny Conversation podcast. So until then, have a good week and goodbye. This is a 1386 audio production.